0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today is Wednesday, October 25th. So we'll tell you about a tense meeting at the United Nations that has the Israeli ambassador calling on the UN Secretary General to resign. And an elderly woman snatched from her home and held hostage by Hamas just spoke about her experience publicly for the first time. Also, how prosecutors building cases against former President Trump are getting help from more of Trump's own ex-lawyers. Plus, why more than 40 states are now suing the company behind Facebook and Instagram, what new data shows about Americans taking sick days off, and which major movies are now being delayed. Those stories and even more news to know coming up. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in around 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. The war in the Middle East sparked an especially tense meeting at the United Nations this week. Israel's foreign minister gave a passionate address at the UN, framing Israel's battle with Hamas as a war of the free world against terrorism. And many world leaders agreed that Israel has a right to defend itself. But they're having an especially tough time reaching a consensus about how to address what's happening in Gaza. The U.N. secretary general called for a ceasefire. In his address, he acknowledged that Hamas's attacks on Israel were appalling. But he also pointed out that they didn't happen in a vacuum. And mostly, he said Hamas's attacks on Israel, quote, cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Well, those comments sparked huge backlash from Israel and its supporters. And the Israeli ambassador to the UN called on the secretary general to resign. As for the U.S., Secretary of State Antony Blinken suggested humanitarian pauses to let aid reach Palestinian civilians, though he did avoid using the word ceasefire. Inside Gaza, Israeli airstrikes have been ramping up even more. The fighting has decimated entire neighborhoods, leveling homes, schools, and mosques. And aid groups say the humanitarian crisis in the Gaza Strip is getting worse. Some aid convoys have made it to Gaza with food, water, and medicine, but CNN says Gaza is actually only getting half of 1% of the amount of aid it normally receives. And remember, Israel won't allow fuel in because it says Hamas will just use it for military purposes. So with that, a major UN agency in Gaza says it will have to stop aid operations today unless fuel is allowed. Well, in response to all of those concerns, the Israeli military told the UN to ask Hamas for fuel, saying militants actually have plenty of it. The UN will keep meeting today and later this week. Another top priority for the United Nations is securing the return of more than 200 hostages who are being held in Gaza. Outside the UN yesterday, family members of those being held captive pleaded with world leaders to rescue their loved ones. But there are a lot of different ideas on how to do that. Still, talks are ongoing involving Israel, Hamas, the U.S., Qatar, and Egypt. And Israel's military dropped leaflets in Gaza yesterday, offering reward and protection to any Palestinians who could give them information about the hostages. Hamas says the hostages have been placed in locations across Gaza to make it tougher for Israel to target the militants or carry out any kind of rescue operation. Only four hostages have been released so far. And yesterday, one of them shared what happened to her, becoming the first hostage to speak publicly about it. The 85-year-old grandmother called the ordeal hell, saying militants snatched her from her home and drove her away on a motorbike. She says she was beaten and forced into what she described as a huge network of underground tunnels. But then at that point, she says they were treated well, given food and medical care, and kept clean. And now her grandson says she's going to be staying in the hospital and thinking of the other hostages. Mexico is now dealing with what the National Hurricane Center is calling a nightmare scenario, Hurricane Otis strengthened from a tropical storm to an extremely dangerous Category 5 hurricane in just 12 hours yesterday. And early this morning, it made landfall near Acapulco with 165 mile an hour winds. The National Weather Service says there are no hurricanes like this on record or even close to this intensity for that part of Mexico. Hundreds of shelters have been set up and Mexico's military has deployed thousands of troops to the area with specialized equipment to help with rescues. As former President Trump fights off multiple legal challenges, more of his own ex-lawyers seem to be turning on him. Like in Georgia, another one of the lawyers who represented Trump after the 2020 presidential election pleaded guilty as part of a deal with prosecutors working an election interference case. Jenna Ellis is actually the fourth defendant in the case to enter a plea deal. And like the others, she was sentenced to probation instead of jail time, and will have to testify under oath at all hearings or trials involving other co-defendants in the case, including former President Trump. Separately yesterday, Trump's longtime personal lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen, took the witness stand in New York for the most anticipated day yet of Trump's civil fraud trial. Even though Cohen has given damaging testimony about Trump before, this is the first time he's done it in front of his old boss. He testified that Trump manipulated his net worth to get good deals from banks and insurance companies, which is exactly what the prosecutor is accusing him of. Though Trump's current lawyer called his credibility into question. And walking out of court, Trump called Cohen a proven liar. Trump says he's innocent in every case that has been brought against him, saying they're all witch hunts meant to keep him out of office. He'll be back in the New York courtroom today. Another day brought two more GOP nominees for House Speaker, but still no final decision has been made. Republicans' first pick was Congressman Tom Emmer, who beat out seven other candidates for the nomination, then dropped out barely four hours later, realizing he wouldn't have enough support to survive a full House vote. At least 20, mostly conservative Republicans, said they still would not back him. So then, late last night, there was another vote, and Republicans chose their fourth nominee for speaker, Congressman Mike Johnson. The next full House vote could happen as soon as this afternoon, and until someone wins it, the House is frozen. More news is still coming up, but first, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whether you need a little help figuring out what it is you actually want, or you know what you want, but your brain sort of gets in its own way, you're not alone. And therapy can help, so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And let me be clear, therapy can be helpful even if you have not experienced major trauma. Learn positive coping skills, how to set better boundaries, and ultimately be the best version of you. you. In fact, I like to think of it as going to the gym, but for my mental health. And if you don't know where to start, give BetterHelp a try. It's online only, so it's really convenient and flexible. You can get matched with a licensed therapist really quickly, and you can communicate with your therapist in whatever way makes you feel most comfortable, messaging, phone, or video. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com newsworthy today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash newsworthy. Okay, now back to the news. For the first time in a year and a half, the FAA will have a permanent leader. The U.S. Senate confirmed President Biden's pick, Mike Whitaker, to head up the Federal Aviation Administration. The air safety regulator has had temporary fill-ins since the previous leader quit early last year. And the agency has faced a slew of problems along the way. Think short-staffed air traffic control, a system outage that grounded flights nationwide earlier this year, new safety concerns due to near collisions at airports around the country, and more. Whitaker has a lot of experience in aviation and is no stranger to the FAA. He had bipartisan support and sailed through the confirmation hearing earlier this month. Dozens of states are suing the company behind Facebook and Instagram, saying the platforms are addictive, harmful, and specifically targeting kids. A coalition of 42 attorneys general filed lawsuits against Meta in both federal and state courts. The lawsuits argue that Meta purposely misled the public about the dangers of its platforms for young people while fueling a youth mental health crisis with its addictive design. And even went so far as knowingly marketing its platforms to users younger than 13, when that age group isn't actually allowed to use the social media sites. These lawsuits against Meta are a bipartisan effort too. Meta's response... The company says it already has some features to support young people on its platforms, and it's disappointed the AGs are suing instead of working with the companies to create clear standards. Meta added that a lot of teens actually find support and community on social media. Regardless, some state officials say this is not just about Meta, that instead it's one part of an industry-wide investigation. The entertainment world is saying goodbye to the first Black action hero, Richard Roundtree, who's best known for playing the private eye John Shaft in the Shaft movies, died of pancreatic cancer yesterday. He was 81 years old. Roundtree's agency paid tribute to him with a statement that said, quote, his trailblazing career changed the face of entertainment around the globe and his enduring legacy will be felt for generations to come. Besides his big breakout role in Shaft, Roundtree is also known for playing slave Sam Bennett in the miniseries Roots. He later made appearances on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Alias, Desperate Housewives, Heroes, Chicago Fire, and many more TV shows and movies. Well, strikes in Hollywood have been going on for so long that studios are now having to delay big-name movie releases. For example, the eighth installment of the Mission Impossible franchise has been pushed back a year, from next summer to May of 2025. Also, the second Dune movie and third Deadpool were supposed to come out next month, but now they're expected out next spring. Other movies that have been delayed so far include Avatar 3, A Quiet Place prequel, another new Captain America, animated versions of Transformers and Lord of the Rings, and more. Remember, even though the writers made a deal with studios that got many of them back to work, actors are still on strike and have been now for more than three months. That's it for the main news today, so now it's time for Work Wednesday, when we break down one interesting career or work-related news story every Wednesday. But first, support for today's episode comes from Lumi. I am so excited to tell you about it because it's my favorite new deodorant. Again, it's called Lumi, and it's a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant. It's aluminum-free, paraben-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. In fact, while I mostly use it for my underarms, it is a whole-body deodorant if you want it, the first of its kind. So that means it's seriously safe to use anywhere on your body, pits, feet, belly buttons, and beyond. The truth is, the deodorants that I've loved in the past just were not working for me anymore, so I needed something new. And I found it. Unlike some deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance, Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes that are both perfect for on the go, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with the code NEWSWORTHY at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use the code NEWSWORTHY. That's Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant.com with the code NEWSWORTHY. Okay, now back to Work Wednesday. So it seems Americans are getting more comfortable taking sick days off work, and some bosses say that's a problem. As you might have guessed, the pandemic really shifted things. The payroll and benefits software company Gusto says so far this year, 30% of white-collar workers with access to paid leave have taken sick time. And that's actually up from 21% in 2019. And younger workers, like between the ages of 25 and 34, are leading the charge. The global business payments company Fleet Corps backs that up, saying workers in their 20s and 30s used to take one or two sick days a year, but now it's more like three to five. The Wall Street Journal says one reason is people are actually getting sick with things like COVID-19, the flu, or RSV. But the journal also cites managers and human resources executives who say more workers are also using up sick time for reasons like mental health or to take care of a family member or pet. Executives and recruiters also point out that there used to be a fear that calling in sick might make an employee seem weak or unreliable. But that seems to be going away, too, especially in the face of record low unemployment rates. No matter the reason, some employers like the automaker Stellantis say worker absences are driving up costs. But some others are welcoming it, saying they get better retention and loyalty from their team when they show they care. And some even offer workers unlimited sick leave now with the idea that a healthy workforce is a productive workforce. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll be back with another News Roundup tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.